0: Hello friends, day 18, bar is closed. figure I'll start out with just some of the highlights going on for me right now. So we talked earlier on about replacing things in my life, you know, whether it be replacing alcohol beverages with non-alcoholic beverages and that replacement technology or the replacement technology of replacing cigarettes with a tobacco pipe, you know, and, and, and just kind of switching up your whole routine, your whole vibe with different things. So I'm drinking a lot more tea. We've talked about the excess that, you know, I'm still an excess person. So I'm, I'm definitely drinking way more coffee than I've drank it in years. It's so like typical AA, you know, everybody's standing around the coffee machine kind of thing. So it feels a little uh, cliche, but it's happening. I'm definitely healthier, right? Like I'm 18 days into no alcohol in my body and I'm long past the first couple of apples right? Like I'm eating fruit, I'm eating vegetables, I'm actually eating. And this was something that was interesting to me too, because, you know, he talked about kind of the non-eating type of thing, and that could be a totally different kind of food disorder for me, you know, because I I definitely, from when I was in the filmmaking days to just running by and grabbing a couple bites of something and working, working, working. But I was down with my typical barfly crew at the wagon box and you get some long life or heavy drinkers down there. And, And by the way, some of them are rather confronted with my sobriety at the moment. So that's another topic for another time. But anyway, they were talking about like husbands or wives that had passed, you know, who were heavy drinkers all the way to the day they died and really kind of stopped eating and just kind of swapped out booze for food. So you can live on booze calories, essentially, is what I'm saying. And I think that Albeit I wasn't to that extreme by any means, but you know, enough of it to know what it feels like and what it could be like if you were fully invested in that kind of thing. So eating I haven't really you know, I hadn't had an appetite. It's something I had to put my mind to. And I love the concept of food. I love the aroma. I love the the, the romance of sitting down for a good meal. I love everything about it except for eating it typically. And I can't eat around people and I lived in Manhattan for years and so you got all the loud noise and background music and everybody talking and so i'm always taking my shit to go and waiting until that quiet moment where i can eat my food right so i can just digest it and enjoy it and then i fucking love it and wish i ate more but long story short i'm eating more i got into the gym now and i've got a membership to the gym but you know whether i use it or not uh, well, i'll let you know for sure whether i actually make any use of it that's another story i've done this before but i did take guitar lessons or sign up for guitar lessons and that's something i will be showing up for and on schedule and Really cool music teacher who's been around for twenty something years or more she 's the one who supplies all the high schools and junior highs with their instruments and she was a music teacher in her day and it reminds me of my my one of my favorite English literature teachers in college who is also a music teacher and they 're like cut from the same cloth I swear they 're like they're like mirrors of each other, the same DNA, same gene pool so i 'm excited to get my chops busted for her and stick on my homework and and do that definitely you know like you know skin and hydrated and no bags under the eyes and and in essence i think also now i'm albeit i have a romance with drinking i'm kind of coveting this new level of sobriety at the moment the idea of having a drink and breaking it feels like an assault you know it feels like two days of not feeling right and not being back to the sober state sober state of mind i should say right not not so much like a oh i'm not drunk but a real keen sober sense of mind i'm afraid of losing it it's that treasurable. it's that precious to me now and so and so much is coming out of it i feel like i'm just scratching the surface you know i'm just starting to get the rewards and they're, and they're starting to play out in front of me and I'm, i can just now grasp them so drinking is way out of the question so again sorry for not doing a crash and burn drama show here but i don't see that happening i do have thought a little bit about if and when i do go back to drinking and you know how i would take it on in this new season in my life, and one of the things that I think, you know, as I've been looking at it, is there's heavy drinking, there's moderate drinking, you know, there's casual, social drinking, and I'm used to, you know, when I'm really busy, and I'm, I've got a lot of different things going on, family and, and work to tend to, it's easy for me to not drink, obviously, it's when I have more time on my hands than I need to, and stuff, that I, I can go there and choose to go there more often than not, but... What I'm seeing now is that every time I've kind of like tried to you know be moderate when I'm home alone, I'm doing regular drinking on a weekly basis. if I'm drinking one or two bottles of wine a week, then by the next week I'm drinking one or two bottles a week, if not three, and then I throw a few drunk nights in there a month a month later, and it's like the moderation never really stays moderate for me. I always try to take it to the level and I've thought a little bit about why that is too, and I don't know if we'll get to it tonight, but maybe tomorrow so now i don't want to be a heavy drinker that's for sure i can see myself as kind of desiring to be somewhat of a moderate drinker but i know myself and so i see that just kind of take me right back into some heavy drinking again you know pretty easily and then there's casual social drinking no-brainer right i can do that but then when i'm super sober and digging it i can see myself doing it less than right and i'm actually liking being the sober guy at the bar drinking tea or a non-alcoholic beer while they're ranting and kind of having the the different conversation and bringing that kind of big brother to a bunch of old man kind of attitude i don't know i like it it's it's cool it's the new rebel but now i'm thinking it more on the lines of selective drinking so not even social casual but like selective like yeah hey guess what honey i'm gonna i'm gonna blow it up by the lake on, on an overnight camping trip and i'm just gonna bring this bottle of jameson and i'm gonna sit by that water and I'm going to drink it and I'm going to howl at the moon and, or I'm going to have some tequila at the party or you know whatever. So selective drinking seems to be more on my radar now. And how can I integrate selective drinking and still have fun with it and have fun with others with it? Because as I said, there's, there's aspects of my personality that I really like about when I get to drink and get playful and comedic and fun. If it's not obnoxious, it's, it can be good. So there's that. There's so much more I want to share with you. There's So another thing I think to kind of like dig in a little bit, maybe for the next time too, is the sense of duality that we constantly talk about with the mind, you know, mind versus the heart. The heart really is about unity and the mind has got this duality. In the duality, one of the things that I've been finding fascinating is, is that I thought, you know, when did I start really drinking heavy, even in like binger perger? That's what I used to always say. I was a binger perger. I'd not drink for a long time. And I could be alcohol in the house for, Weeks and I wouldn't touch it, and that was true. And then I would go out and get crazy drunk. But anyway, so, you know, when did they first really start to experience that I like to get drunk mode? And I realized it was, you know, when you first get your heart broken, you know, back in teens. And, you know, it's that you feel that wound and that grief. And then you drink the booze to make you feel it more, right? To really like soak it in. And now you're feeling more. And I think that's why it's so confusing when, you know, as, as You know, you could get into a lifelong habit of drinking where you start to realize that it's numbing your emotions, it's numbing a lot of things for you because you have so long actualized it as something that was actually bringing out more emotion. And even until just recently, I was feeling like everybody else was numb and I needed to get drunk just to bring out some emotion, to bring out some passion, to bring out some freaking exhilaration, to bring out some nonsense, to just shake it up for God's sakes. And so... So that's another, you know, kind of the confusing dynamic of, and I think with a lot of alcoholics, you know, I've seen it where like, you know, they don't express themselves when they're not drinking, even less so than they used to when they were an alcoholic. And then they can really overly express themselves when they're drinking. And so to flash forward to, you know, adult life is obviously as I'm looking at it, I'm still drinking for those feelings. But also if I look back at why I started getting drunk in the first place, it was over grief And it probably isn't much different now, except for it was a silent grief. It was kind of a a pity party about not getting everything I wanted in life, right? it not being perfect for me. And therefore, I had to silently suffer with this subconscious, subtle grief that I could just keep drinking away. So, day 18, musings and ramblings from a lifelong heavy drinker. Thanks for being with me.